This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to the podcast. It has been a hot second. I took a little unplanned two-week pause, I guess. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, then you've heard me talk about the new medication that I started for my anxiety. And the first two weeks were... They were an adjustment. Let's just say that. We are on week three now and I'm feeling so much better. But the first two weeks were just like... I was just so tired, so out of it, had no energy, I was dizzy, had headaches, like it was just not fun, not fun, but I'm on week three now, feeling a lot more like myself and have a little bit more energy, so you know, we're just pushing through, but I am so excited about this episode that I have for you with Leslie, otherwise known as Less Talk Skin on Instagram. Um, She is truly an angel and we just had the best fucking conversation. I honestly could have talked to her for hours. Um, We talk about skincare. She's a licensed esthetician, so we talk a little bit about skincare, but we honestly just like talk about so many things. We get into insecurities, um, day in the life, things we'd like to see more of on social media, skincare myths, just like a lot of stuff. And I know you guys are going to love this episode. I know you guys are going to love her if you don't know her already. Um, I can't wait to hear what you think. And yeah, I'm just going to get into it. <laughs> okay, what's up? my bad bunny queen i'm so excited for this thank you so much for coming on and for being patient with me because i've been you know slacking a little bit um before we get into it i need to know what you're drinking tell me i'm drinking matcha from vital proteins because i've been super into collagen lately Mm. have you seen my stories all i'm talking about are my nails these days (laughs) (laughs) so i'm obsessed with collagen and i have the matcha one so it just makes sense dude i really wish I really wish I was a matcha kind of hoe. Like, I I want to be so bad. But the only time... I think I need to give it another shot because the only time I've tried matcha was, like, I don't know, two years ago. I was in New York, actually, and I went to that cute place. It's like a pink... Is it cha-cha matcha? Cha-cha matcha. That's where I went. Yeah. And so I went there and I got... I don't even know what I got. I had never tried matcha in my life. And... I, I didn't even put stevia in it. Like, I didn't put anything in it. And it straight up tasted like ass. Like, it's... It's it, an acquired taste, for sure. Oh, my God. It was disgusting. I know it's... A, I know people love it. And, like, I know it's... You know, you have to, like, figure out your recipe or whatever. But I want to love it. I really want like, to. Like, I didn't like it that much after. I had tried it with almond milk and whole milk. And it wasn't my thing. And then I bought oat milk for coffee. And I didn't like it with my coffee. But it was a blessing in disguise. I, I had it with my matcha. And I'm like, this is it. It's life changing. Some oat milk and some matcha, and that's how, what works for me. Maybe I need to try, because I feel like it's not as it's not, it's not as intense, right, as coffee. 
No, it's not at all. That's what I need. My therapist is always like, used to the caffeine and the coffee. Yeah. This might not be enough. Yeah, that's true. But my therapist is always like, Lisa, please stop drinking so much coffee because it's not it's not good if you're an anxious human. Like, it's the last thing you need. She's always like, please. Anyway, so you're in the middle of a hurricane right now. Can we talk about yep, it? Yeah, I am. <laughs> it calmed down a little bit, but, but before, the trees were, like, all over the place. There were sirens going on. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Have you always lived in Jersey? I, yes. In the U.S., I've only lived in Jersey. But I moved, like, when I was, like, six years old to DR. And I lived there for a couple years until, like, I was 11 or 12. Oh, my gosh. So cool. What part? I lived in Santiago, which is called, like, the heart of the country. But it's not the capital. I will say it's, like, the second capital. Gotcha. I've only been to... I need to turn my thing off. I've only been to... um, What is it called? Cabarete, I think. Yeah, I went there once for Christmas randomly. It was so beautiful, but I feel like I need a go back to DR because it looks so so beautiful um do you feel like you'll live in Jersey for like the foreseeable future you see I say yes because my family's here and my friends are here and my boyfriend's here and you, I have my license like my esthetician license in New, in New Jersey so I have to practice it here for a couple years until and then I can transfer it if I do want to go to a different state so for now then yes but I don't know. Living here is kind of expensive because I'm, I'm close to the city. So we shall see what happens. But if I don't, I've been looking into Texas because Texas homes are so big. Seriously. No, it's crazy. Like the real, I, I always look at like my favorite pastime is looking at homes in like Nashville and Texas <gasps> because I'm like, dude, with what I pay here, I would have a fucking hot, like not even a house. I'm being dramatic, but like I would have so much room yes, in like and Texas a yard. or something. Dude, seriously, it's so beautiful. I, I don't know why I, I swear like my frustrated dream is to live in the South. Like I know Florida's considered the South, but like this is not the fucking South. Like this yeah, is I like, think about this that way too. Like Florida's in the South, but I don't consider it that way. It's like yeah, its own no. thing. Okay, so tell me what a day in your life looks like. And I'm sure it looks weird right now because, you know, COVID, obviously. Um, but, like, what's a typical, like, Thursday in the life of a of an esthetician? So, because I work for myself I'm, and I'm working from home for now, it depends what time I have my first client. But regardless, I'm up, like, at 7 or 8 in the morning because my body's just naturally like that. And I'm a morning person. I love, like, the morning air like the crispness from it oh my god I love it so much so when I wake up I've been trying to not look at my phone and scroll through like Instagram and TikTok because then I'll be there for hours so I've been trying to get myself out of that but I'm still guilty of it at times so I get out of bed I do my bed as soon as I get up and then as I wash up I start making my coffee so that when I'm done brushing up I can drink my coffee you know (laughs) like a treat efficiency (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and I take my time and do my skincare, which is like my favorite part of the morning. And then after all that, once I'm drinking my coffee or my matcha, which I've been into lately, I just go on my computer and that's how I use Instagram because I think it's easier on my fingers and it also limits limits the amount of comments you um, you can make. So I don't know. It kind of keeps me. I never, I never use Instagram on my computer. Do I it's, need to do this? It's nice. Well, now you can answer DMs on your computer, right? I, yeah, that would be nice. That would be really nice. Into it, because I like to reply to my DMs while I'm on mm-hmm. it, of course. Mm-hmm. But now that they have that option, I'm always on there. Yeah, it's so nice. I need to do that. 
And that's how my morning is. And then um, when I have a client, I wake up even earlier than that. And I prep the hot towels. I prep the bed. I put some candles or my diffuser on and just get like that nice like feeling put some music on and try to calm myself down because I still kind of get anxious sometimes really why (laughs) yeah I know because when you're meeting like a new person like a new client that's like when I get a little bit more anxious yeah I'm very shy even though it doesn't come out that way sometimes when you look at me through social media no I feel you I so then okay let's say you see a client and then and then how do you wrap up the day um after I'm like very simple I I try to I have some meals in throughout the day which is really hard when you have like back-to-back clients but I yeah. try to take like an hour break in the middle of the day and have some something to eat and then at the, at the end of the day I just do laundry I love doing laundry <laughs> and I have Same. a lot of laundry <laughs> Same. I do laundry almost every day because I use towels on them like around six per client because I like to wow, yeah. know, put a towel on their arms on their oh face God. on their yeah. back um, and just like pamper them. So I always do laundry and I wash up. I'm always on YouTube at the end of the day. Same. And also I, that's like the time that all my friends get off of work and we have like a group chat and we just message each other about how was your day, which is yeah, really nice. So nice. Yeah. Especially right now, because like, what the hell can we do? You know, when did you decide or when did you figure out that you wanted to be a licensed esthetician? Like, was this always kind of the career path or it wasn't like when you're younger it's hard to decide what you want to be for the rest of your life so when when i decided when i went to college i decided to be to go to be a nutritionist because when i was in high school i was vegan i'm not anymore i was vegan and i was like super into health blah 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 so i'm like okay that's like the most natural thing that came to me but then like two years into it i i noticed the paths that i could take and where i could work with that degree and i didn't i wasn't feeling it like i didn't want to work in a hospital and it wasn't for me anymore. So after I finished college, I was kind of lost for like a year and a half. And I was like really upset because <laughs> it's really hard to not know what you want to do. And you kind of feel like you're wasting your time, even though you're young. Like I'm young, I'm 23 years old. And I still yeah. felt like I'm wasting my time, blah, blah, blah. And everybody tells you, you got time, but you don't want to believe it. It just, it's hard because I always, I talk about this with my friends. Like, I think it's so not messed up because I understand, but I think it's, kind of like conflicting that when we're 17 and 18 years old it's we're supposed to decide what we want to do for the rest of our lives and I know it doesn't have to be that dramatic like people can change paths etc which a lot of people do but still it's like even picking a major and I know that you can go in undecided but like even that's like challenging in and of itself like I didn't know what the hell I wanted wanted to do wanted to do either and I was so not jealous, like, that's not the right word, but I was, like, I would look at some of my friends that were so clear-cut, like, I want to be this, and I want to be that, and I, you know, they had, like, their whole fucking life planned out, and I was, like, wow, like, I wish I had that, because all I knew when I was 17 and 18 was I love to write, I really like fashion, that's fucking it, like, that's, like, social media wasn't really a thing, like, it was just kind of becoming a thing, and, like, I think what I wanted to do when I was 17 and 18 hadn't, happened yet does that make sense like it wasn't like a job yet so I was just like you know like I feel you 100% but there's so many people that feel this way because I just feel like so many of us don't know what the hell we want to do when we're that young and a lot of people it may seem like they know what they're doing and you compare yourself to those people like oh they got it figured out but and even they, they're lost they don't know either yeah they're just yeah. you know you want to present yourself like you do know 
Yeah. And of course, people probably compare themselves even to me, you know, people that did go undecided and I had something to pick, but I had no idea. So after, um, I don't know, I started my skincare account on Instagram. And that was like the first time that, I don't know, I don't even know why I decided to do it because I wasn't following any other skincare bloggers. But I decided to go on Instagram and just share the products. You, you started it while you were in college? No, I started it um, like a year after. Okay. It was like a hobby because I was just like, I was working at a jewelry store and I'm like, I just want to do something that I like to do because, you know, yeah. that, that's not my passion. So I just started an Instagram blog and... From there, after that, I started working at a spa, and it just occurred to me, like, why don't I go back to school, it's only four months, and do my passion? I don't know, it just, I think it all started because of Instagram. Like, that was the first thing that just, why don't I make my passion my job? Totally, totally. And then you went back, and then that's it. The rest is history. Back, did four months, finished right before this whole pandemic started. in March oh my gosh just in time. time yeah one just week before in time. oh my god this is like super new then like you yes. just finished yeah holy shit I feel like you're like a pro so I feel like this has been like I guess I also didn't realize how young you were yeah I'm young when people ask me how old I am I still say like 21 I'm like wait no I'm 23 <laughs> dude I swear I don't even feel like I'm 27 and I feel the same. Well, actually, no. I feel very different than I did when I was younger. But, like, age-wise, like, I still feel, like, a little shit. Like, I don't... You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel... Oh, like, I don't... When I when I was younger and I would see someone who was 27, I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, they, they must have their shit together. Like, all these things that I'm like, let me tell you. That's not always the but case. But everybody is so different. I know. I know. Totally. Okay, so now that you're a pro, I have so many questions about skincare. Is there something you see whether it's on Instagram or in general, in terms of skincare that you see people doing that you're just like, no, like, please stop. Or like, a, miscon- a, or like a misconception. <laughs> Tell me something. Um. Okay, so there's a lot of myths that people talk about, like, yeah. denatured alcohol and like things like that, that people just say it's bad, for example, right. right? And people just need to look at the formulations instead of just the ingredients and right away assume that something's bad for you. And also in terms of things that I see that I don't like are kind of the obvious things like pore strips. Oh, you know what I don't like? Oh, really? You don't like pore strips? No, I don't. Why? Why? They just, the the skin by your, by your nose is super sensitive, like right by there. And they're most prone to broken capillaries. So you have to be super gentle with that area. So when you're pulling at that part, you're really uh, sensitizing that area. And that's why a lot of people have like those broken, like those red veins by their noses. And in the same topic, those at-home microdermabrasion, the things that suck the blackheads. Oh, my God. That scares me. Or like the the rollers that have like the spikes on them that people do themselves. I'm like, what are you doing? That's a whole different topic. Whenever someone asks me about that, I send them a picture of like the banana. There's like an example of someone doing microneedling, like the stamping one on one banana and the rolling one on the other one. You can just see the drastic difference and uh, <laughs> so how bad it is for your skin. Holy shit. Oh my gosh. But I don't try to judge like what people use on their skin because everybody is so different. Yeah. And yeah. someone that might be oily and there might be two people that have oily skin. One might be normal and one might mm-hmm. have like dehydration as a condition. So it's just so different what people like and what people what what is good on people's skin do you wish people were more mindful of the ingredients that they're buying like actually looking into the products that they're buying Mm -hmm. i 
it's hard to you know i can't expect every single person to know exactly what every ingredient is you know it's extracts and plants and stuff like that that's easy but like the scientific names for certain chemicals it's really hard for people to know but there's a lot of marketing when it comes to skincare products Mm -hmm. and some brands might just put like the first two ingredients in the front in the front of the packaging and say this does this because it has green tea but then the green tea might be all the way at the end of an ingredient list so it's good to look at those things instead of just spending your money right away because everything is marketing these days totally everything i feel like i need to be a little bit more mindful of ingredients and i I realized that literally this week because I was so excited about the Fenty skin stuff and I always thought that my my like my skin isn't sensitive like I would never say my skin is sensitive and I tried the SPF I haven't tried the other two products because I'm scared because I tried the SPF and I broke out like a motherfucker the next day and I was like dude what I was like why like I don't and I don't know if it's the fragrance like I don't know what I don't know made me so sad though because I wanted to love it and I still want to try everything else but anyway on that same note though do you have any tips for like people that are trying to introduce new new products on into their skin maybe especially people that have sensitive skin so as if as in they've never had a skincare routine before or no like maybe they want they have a skincare routine but maybe they want to try something new or add something new to their routine like what's the best way to go about that I personally always say patch test. I don't do it, and I, I, I should have done I'm a that. Hypocrite, but patch. I should have done a that. The way to do it is like behind your ear, because even if you patch test like on your chin, you know you can still break out there. But if you want to hide it, just in case, patch test behind your ear is a good way. So smart. I should have done that with the SPF. Like I don't know if you can tell. The same. They're gone now, but I have like I broke out like all here, and so I was telling my best friend I was like maybe it's the mask, and then I was like no, I've been wearing a mask for four months. Like why would I just mysteriously break out now? The only, only new thing I've tried is the SPF, and that's good that you tried only one thing at a time because then you know it's that specific product. I've learned my lesson because before I would get so excited when I got something new that I was just like lathering all this shit on my face every single day, not with no care in the world. And my skin was always breaking out like randomly, not like crazy, but like little uh, breakouts here and there. And then I realized like you have to be patient. You have to give products a while to work and you can't just try it. <laughs> like you're going to overwhelm your skin, you know, so it can be fun anyway. but there are consequences for sure yeah, exactly. especially for us in the skincare community like it's so yeah. fun this is our that's, hobby i know i know that's why like it's so tempting like i just want to try everything you know but i've learned that like it will be better if i just take it easy anyway um what advice would you give to someone who doesn't want to spend a lot of money but they do want to have like an established an established skincare routine like what are some products that you would recommend investing in versus others that aren't that important to like spend that much money on? Okay, so I would say do not waste so much money on a cleanser. You just need a simple cleanser. You don't have to have soup like all these antioxidants. Like those are nice, of course, and I like them in yeah. mind. But if you just want to have um, an effective routine, you do not need that. You can have a gentle cleanser, a foaming one if you have oily skin, a hydrating gentle one if you have dry skin. Um, always include an oil cleanser because of course I'm going to mention an SPF later. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like sure. the best way to break that down. So an oil cleanser and a water-based cleanser, you do not have to spend that much money on. I love K-Beauty and they mm-hmm. always have such affordable ones that are amazing. Yeah. 
so that's first and then i mean not everybody needs a serum i think that's more for people that if they want to treat hyperpigmentation or certain concerns it's good to have a serum in their routine i would say right. spend money on that that's a good one to spend money on um especially like vitamin c's they usually are expensive because yeah they need to be stable and stabilized and that takes time so do not spend money on cleansers spend money on serums moisturizers again you don't have to you need something that has ceramides there's plenty of options in the drugstore that have that and just something that can hydrate your skin and seal everything in so those three and then sunscreen sunscreen you do not need to spend that much money on in my opinion my favorite sunscreens are korean sunscreens and they're like 16 dollars or less what about eye cream are you an eye cream no really you don't (laughs) wow (laughs) i used to be but then it's just it really is just a moisturizer in smaller packaging yeah i've been hearing that a lot lately and for so long like you know how again marketing they just like literally slam in your face that eye creams are the most not not the most important but like such an important part of your routine and god forbid you don't have an eye cream because you're gonna get wrinkly and blah 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 blah. so for the long like i've been using an eye cream since i was like 15 i think because that's just i thought you just had to my first skincare product was an eye cream from kiehl's avocado one yeah i've I've used it forever (laughs) i had that one too and then lately i've been seeing more and more people that i trust um saying like you know i'm kind of skipping eye cream and just like doing my moisturizer and just like doing it all together and i'm just like i i honestly have just been kind of using one for both i used to have a different one for my morning a different one for the nighttime also can we talk about how expensive eye creams are so much more expensive than a moisturizer and it comes in a smaller packaging i don't get it i used to buy the sunday riley i don't buy their products anymore but i used to buy the autocorrect and it was like 70 dollars wow like Like, what the what was i I doing the only time that it can make sense is if it has like retinol in it yeah because retinol for the face can sometimes be too aggressive for the the skin under our eyes then i think it could be worth it if you're looking for that but just for a moisturizing or brightening or whatever just use your moisturizer yeah seriously what are your thoughts on i've never tried the ordinary but i feel like you have right yeah i have I've tried a couple of their products, and I think they're effective. I've tried their niacinamide, which I've seen work on a lot of people. But my skin is combo, so that one is more geared towards oily skin. And I found that that one kind of foamed up on me, too, and it doesn't layer as well on their products. But I like how they're just straight to the point. They have When you look at the ingredients, it's like the vitamin C plus something else, and that's it. Simple. I was just always, like, sketched. I was sketched out because... I was like, how are they so affordable? Like, it scared me because I was like, does that mean that it's not as good? You know, but then I, you see so many people having such amazing results from them. And I'm like, OK, something has got to be working there. Well, they had like the company already had the money to start it because they're under NIAD, that company. Oh, I didn't know so that. They already have all they had a lot of money to just mass produce. And that's why they're so cheap. Got it. I didn't know that. Cool. OK, also sh- shifting gears a bit when we were talking about what we wanted to talk about, potentially, um, you mentioned talking about body acne, which I feel like doesn't get really that much um, chat. Like people don't really talk about it as much. So would love to hear your thoughts on it or if like that's something that you've experienced or. Yeah, I definitely wanted to talk about it because it's something that I've experienced for a long time and I still experience today. And like you said, not a lot of people talk about it. And I haven't talked about it myself because it's hard to talk about things that you're insecure about. Totally. And 
I wanted to like show pictures, but I don't have a before picture. I only have like the scarring that I'm left with today. But um, I think it's important to talk about because if I hear someone talk about body acne, it's usually like, you know, the back, but they don't touch on like other areas of the body that I find to be more like embarrassing to me when, you know, growing up and stuff. So I first had body acne when I was like 17 and it was around the time that I had to go to prom. So I had my strapless dress. I, I knew I was going to do an updo to go with it. And then all of a sudden, I'm like breaking out on my back. And that's just due to hormones. I wasn't stressed or anything. I was actually happy. Like, oh, high school's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I started breaking out. And there were like these cystic inflamed red bumps that you can't really cover with makeup because you can still see the bump and the texture yeah. from yeah so i remember just like looking up online like random body acne spray and wash and stuff like that and i just bought the first one that i saw from from sephora i forgot what brand but i don't recommend that one specifically because it did dry my skin out but it was like a quick fix and it did help but because i was it was all because of hormones and i wasn't really treating myself internally i was young i didn't know i still had like persistent acne and it would come back whenever I used to be stressed, which it came back when I was in college. And it was like my first time leaving my house, a new environment. Like I said, I'm Mm -hmm. like super shy. So meeting new people was like very stressful for me. And I had like another outbreak of it. And at the same time, I started getting buttoning or asne. I don't know how to call it. But my gosh, yeah, I never really talked about it. Like I haven't talked about it on Instagram at all. And I want to I just don't know how to like formulate my thoughts and like talk about it because it's such a long long story and again yeah like insecure about it and it's like it it used to be painful it's like I look up online what's how to fix this and people always talked about fix um change your underwear this and that I'm like I've tried everything like what can I do but again it was just like hormones and it just it was just that I got it on my butt (laughs) and I couldn't do anything about it how did you how did you like finally find something that helped or like when did you realize like it wasn't what like the detergent and the underwear and whatever people were probably recommending but you but then you realized it was actually hormonal again because I did try everything and I have been eating like a healthy diet um I mean now I eat worse I feel like but back then I was more (laughs) conscious of what I was eating and it was like my diet was fine all the external things were fine so it just had to be that you know like I was I showered right after working out so I didn't know what else it could be so I just assumed it would be hormonal and it was because like now it's much better but now I'm left with a lot of scarring which is like what I do want to show but again it's like embarrassing (laughs) so I dealt with that for a long time and then I started getting it as well on the back of my thighs and then getting like ingrown hairs on my legs which I would pick and then it would turn into dark spots so I struggle with like scarring and acne all over my body for I don't know the past six years I would say, and it takes a it takes a big toll on like your self confidence. Totally. You think that everyone's gonna be staring at you when they really don't probably don't care or they're not paying attention to you, but you just feel like the whole world is looking at you uh, when they're because not. Whenever whenever we're insecure about something, whatever it may be. Like, in our minds, like, our minds can, I feel like, be so mean sometimes, and they, like, make the problem ten times worse, and we feel like, because that's something that we're insecure about, everybody else is going to be looking at it, when, like, nine times out of ten, 
no one no one no one even focuses on the things that we're insecure about and also something that we don't realize is that everybody is so in their own heads like everyone is so worried about themselves and everybody's so worried about how they're being perceived and how they're presenting themselves that like most of the time people are way too concerned about themselves to be focusing on the little thing that we in our heads are like oh my god they're staring at me but it's hard because that doesn't invalidate it any any in any way because to us like that's real like you know what i'm saying like to you like that's super real and then you start comparing like your struggles to someone else like oh but they have this so i shouldn't feel that bad about what i have and that's something that i struggle with even with just other things in life like i shouldn't be sad about this because this person has a bigger problem and i don't deserve to feel the way that i do and that makes you even more stressed i know i i say that to my therapist all the time because i something that i try to do which i think it's a it's a i think it's it's a bittersweet quality that i have that whenever something's wrong or whenever I'm worried about something or sad about something, I just think about like, you know, maybe a time in my life when something way worse was happening or I think about someone who's, you know, having a horrible, a a, a worser time than I am. I know that's not a word, but, um, and so it's like, I tell myself that I'm almost like not allowed to like be sad about whatever I'm feeling just because it's not quote unquote as bad. And my therapist is always like, there's no competition like no like there there doesn't have to be this like competition like if something is making you upset it has validity and if something is like affecting you in some way it doesn't matter that somebody else is going through something horrible like that sucks and that's so sad for whoever that is but that doesn't invalidate your struggles like I think there's I think it's what I have to remind myself of is it's a beautiful thing to have perspective and to be able to like put things in perspective and be like okay this you know in the grand scheme of life this is very small and I you know I'm going to give myself the day to be sad about this and then we're going to move on that's great but I think there's also something important about letting ourselves be sad about something even if you know we think it's silly because whatever if it's if it's affecting you it's not silly clearly you know what I mean like it doesn't it it's like a blurry line but we have to let ourselves be sad about shit even if somebody else has it worse like there's always going to be somebody in the world who has it worse and there's always going to be someone pay yourself always yeah like someone is always going to have it better and someone is always going to have it worse like no matter what no matter what it is you know so it's like we just have to let ourselves i guess feel our struggles no matter how small or big they are you know so so now you're left with like scarring basically and that's something like like ethnic skin usually even if you don't pick at it just the inflammation leaves a dark spot at times and especially in our body where our skin is so much thicker it takes more time for it to go away even if you do all these things it always just takes so much longer so i remember like two to three years ago for like two summers i did not wear shorts at all it was like hot and i'm like i prefer to sweat than have someone look at my legs because it was like everywhere and uh yeah i still struggle with it like i'll wear like longer shorts just so i can hide the top of my legs and especially like if i go if i have to go to the beach i'll just like stay where i am i won't like walk to the water because i know i have to pass through people and you know when people have struggles and you know i have clients and they talk to me about their insecurities and their you know if they have acne or scarring it's easy to tell someone it's okay you're not alone this and that but when you're going through it it's a whole different story like none of that really matters it just goes through one ear and literally the other it's nice to hear but i know the reality of it Mm -hmm. totally so hard i mean 
it's different, but I can relate to you in the sense of, well, first of all, it's a win that you're wearing shorts, even if they're a little bit longer. Yeah, you have to tell your, like, you do have to tell yourself, like, that is a win because I, when you said that, I was like, holy shit, because, so I have this really weird insecure, no, it's not weird. I just have this insecurity with my legs and my arms. I've talked about this on Instagram before, but I, all I want is to put on a pair of shorts and to walk out the door. Like, that's all I want. But I haven't worn shorts in, I can't even tell you how many years. And I live in the fucking hottest city. Well, not the hottest city, but like, it is so hot here. And I wear jeans all the time and I wear leggings all the time. And I'll wear like boyfriend jeans that are like ripped up and stuff to like kind of have some sort of like look that it's like, you know, a little more open, but um, I can't do it. Like, I just can't do it. And no matter what my therapist says to me, no matter how many times we talk about it, like, I'm just not there yet, you know? And like, I'll put them on and walk around the house and like try to get comfortable. And it's like, like you said, no matter how many people say like, oh my God, but your legs are fine. Like, just do it. Who cares? No one's looking like embrace it. Like no matter what anyone says, it's like, it's first of all, it's so personal. And second of all, like, I don't know. It's hard too because in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to feel ready to just put a pair of shorts on and walk out of the door. Like, I don't think I'm going to wake up one day and be like, today's the day. I'm going to put yeah, shorts on and like go that. to Starbucks. It's like, like, it doesn't work like that. Force yourself yeah. be out there and feel uncomfortable. And yeah. I don't know. Just keep doing that. And then it's eventually- exposure. It's, it's, it's exposure. So it's like, it's exposing yourself to the moments that are super fucking uncomfortable. And the more you do, the more you do them, the less uncomfortable they'll feel, you know? But it's, it's hard because it's us that like, it's like ourselves within ourselves that we have to push ourselves. That's why it's tough because I feel like the day that I put shorts on, since I never do, I feel like everyone's going to be like, oh my God, look at her legs. Like, (laughs) you know, and like, no one fucking cares about my legs. Like, I know no one cares, but in my head, that's all the whole world is going to be thinking about it. Look at Lisa's legs. (laughs) Yeah, like, I went to dinner with my friends, and I wore shorts. I'm like, it's, like, nighttime, whatever. It's not that noticeable. But I was wearing longer shorts, and I ended up just telling them, like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing these because I'm trying to hide the scarring behind my leg. And they never, ever knew that I had that until I mentioned it this past weekend. Totally, because no one probably, it's, it's us that we, like, put this emphasis on these things. We make things worse than they are in our heads sometimes. Well, I feel like I feel like our goal. Let's set a goal together for this year is to put shorts on <laughs> before the summer ends for me at least. Oh my gosh, dude! I swear, like, do you know how many times I'm like walking Ollie and I'm just like fucking drenched because oh, I'm like, no. I just can't do it. I just like can't do it. But I want to, and we'll get there hopefully someday. But. Um, I feel like, well, I love, first of all, thank you for sharing that with me because I know like insecurities are not a fun to talk about and be easy to talk about. Um, but I feel like, um, I love talking about shit that makes me uncomfortable because you almost like take power away from it when you're just like acknowledging it and like bringing it to the table and just being like, you know what, this is what I like. This is something that I don't like about myself. And this is something that I'm kind of working through and, putting it out there just kind of takes the edge off it a little bit I've found and also I feel like you don't know what the the main reason why I love to talk about things that are quote-unquote taboo or whatever which like this is not taboo whatsoever but it's not at all and I and I wish more people talked about these things it's so normal and the only reason why I love to share things like this is because 
I'm hoping that somebody who might feel alone in this subject will listen to this and be like, oh my god, I feel you. Like, I have this too and, like, look at her, like, talking about this and making it normal. Like, I feel like the only way we're going to make things like this more normal is if we talk about it. Like, it's... And that's why I wanted to talk about specifically, like, butt-knee and acne and (laughs) butt-acne because I do not hear anyone talk about it ever. Yeah, me either. And, like, we're in the the skincare community and I still don't hear people talk about that. So that's why I definitely wanted to bring, not, not awareness, but talk about it and put it out there because if you have a listener that is experiencing this i know when i was going through it, i never heard anyone talk about it and i felt so alone i felt even yeah. more ashamed because i'm like is it just me no and i promise you and guarantee you there's so many people in this world that probably have the same exact struggle that are now probably trying to get rid of their scars that don't want to wear certain things because of their scars like so many people and i don't know i just love that you shared that because I know somebody out there is going to listen to this and be like, holy fuck, like, I feel identified and, like, a little bit less alone, you know? Yeah. And maybe this will not give you the push by any means, but, like, maybe after this, like, maybe you'll talk about it more on your Instagram and then more people, more people that follow you will be like, oh, my God, like, thank you for sharing this. Like, whenever I share weird, random shit, I always get messages of, it's not tons, but, like, it's always someone that is like, thank you so much for sharing this, like... That's the you best know, feeling. That's the best feeling. Like, that is the best feeling. You know that you can help someone and yeah, you can make themselves feel, you can make them feel like they're not alone and maybe they can take a tip from you and they can benefit from it. It's literally the best feeling ever. Totally. Like, sometimes I feel annoying because I feel like I, I don't know, like, sometimes I, I guess I just get uncomfortable sharing so many personal things. But I'm, like, I feel called to do it. You know what? I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I just feel like I have to share it. Because for so many years growing up, like, I felt so alone in so many subjects because I didn't have social media. I really think social media has its pros and cons. But a huge pro is that you can connect with so many people about so many different topics. And so now I just feel so called to, like, share all these things. And the most rewarding thing in the world is getting a message of someone being like thank you I'm going through this right now and like hearing that just like helped me like that's all I care about I swear yeah we can talk about like a certain product here and there but the most rewarding thing definitely is when someone reaches out to you yeah it really is um and speaking of Instagram what is like what's something that you would like to see more of or less of um in like the skincare beauty community on Instagram so, I mean, I'm guilty of this, too. I just talk about a random product and I'll, you know, I'll write a quick review of it. But I wish people would make it a little bit more relatable, like we've been talking about. And that's something I definitely have to work on. I'm not just calling everybody out because I know myself, too. I need to make it a little bit more relatable because um, that's the people that I enjoy most on Instagram, like you, are people that post about oh, real life shit, you. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, so definitely a little bit more of that. I mean, but I, still- I feel like I feel like you sorry to interrupt you. I need to shut up, but I just have so many things to say. Um, I feel like I don't watch a lot of people's stories because I try to be super careful about whose story. I know this sounds silly, but again, I have to protect my fucking mind and I am super careful about whose stories I watch every day because I'm like, if you think about it, like if I'm watching you every single day, like you're a part of my life somehow. You know what I mean? Like even in the smallest way, like I'm watching you every single day. Like I watch that's going to impact. <laughs> I watch you every day too. <laughs> and I love that like you look at your page and it's beautiful. It's curated. It's like, you know, aesthetic as fuck. But then your stories, like you're so yourself. And 
that's where like when you're saying like I need to be more relatable like I feel like you are I feel like you are and I feel like I wish more people were like that oh thank you I guess I, I don't see it myself because I'm the one doing it and I post yeah. about like random shit and I'm like oh, whatever I you know I post about skincare on my on my page but then on my stories I'm like I just post random shit like here's my nails here's my matcha yeah here's me dancing though. to the ice cream truck twerking to it yeah. <laughs> here's me obsessing over bad money (laughs) oh my god obsessed i i mean i i wish i wish two things happened more on instagram and i wish one of them is i wish more people i guess just like shared more of themselves and i know that's like a i don't i don't want to say it's a hard ask but i know not everybody's comfortable doing that so i don't want to keep their life private and i respect that like i respect that a hundred percent but yeah, I guess, like you said, the people that I connect most and the people that I enjoy the most are people that, like, kind of give you a glimpse of who they actually are besides a beautifully taken photo, you know? And also, I wish people remembered that there is space for everyone. Like, I wish people remembered that, like, it's so much more valuable and there's so much more value in, like, collaborating over, like, competing with people and... I don't know. I just, I wish more people remembered that, you know? Definitely. Um, that's definitely one of, like, the cons of social media. It's great. Oh, first of all, I want to say that social media is great because I feel like I've connected to so many people. Like, I met you yeah. and I met so many people yeah. that I never thought I would um, connect with. And that's amazing. And also, you know, working with brands is, like, so cool. I never thought so this, cool. that would ever happen. Yeah. But a lot of the negatives come from like when you follow similar people and you start comparing yourself to the likes, to their followers, how fast they're growing, which yeah. is so hard to like, I don't blame anybody for that cuz if you're following the same the same type of people, it's kind of easy to fall into that hole, but totally. snapping out of it and seeing all the positives and seeing all the great things that have come out from it is very important. Yeah, it's it the numbers are hard. Like the numbers detaching from the numbers is something that I try to do all the time because it can really fuck with your head and I never want like Instagram has always been such a fun place for me and I never want it to be tainted by a number. And of course like I'm not a robot. Like obviously there are days when I'm like, "Oh shit, like, you know, I'm not I'm 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 not doing this or X Y and Z whatever it may be." But whenever that happens, I just try to think to myself, like, I'm just grateful for whoever's here. Like, exactly. That's it. I just am grateful for wh- whoever's here and I'm just going to talk to them because I love them and period. And that's it. And but it is hard. It, I mean, it can get hard, I guess. Um, OK, totally unrelated. But what's your favorite Bad Bunny song? I'm just curious. Oh, my God. Why are you making me choose just one? <laughs> oh, you can give me a few. <laughs> OK, so I like the song La Santa because... So that's good. the one I listened to last night before I fell asleep. <laughs> it like serenaded me. I like that album. The one before Yago Lo Que Me Da La Gana. I like that yeah. album. The one that came in March, right before quarantine. So oh, I just love him. I'm sad about that one. I like that whole album to be honest. Um, yeah, I also same. like A Tu Merced. I like that one too. That because I was like the first one from that album that I like loved and I shook my booty too. <laughs> Speaking of quarantine, what has been keeping you happy in these weird times? Keeping, uh, not a schedule, but an order to my day. Like what I told you in the beginning of this podcast of what I do, I follow that 
until 12 p.m. And then after that, it's kind of like whatever. <laughs> but at least yeah. I have that structure in the morning. Same. Every single day. And of course, because I'm working from home, if I don't have a client one day, at least I have like this Instagram where I can take my time and write reviews for it and it keeps me busy. Because if not, totally, I can't just stare at a video on YouTube or on Netflix yeah. all day. I'll go crazy. Yeah, no, totally. It's having a structure, having a little routine, whether it's in the morning, in the afternoon, or at night, whatever works for people, I always say, like, it can only help. Like, it can only give your mind some structure. And, like, especially in times like, like these, like, we need to have some sort of normalcy, I guess, yeah. you know? And trying new things, too. Like, in the beginning of quarantine, I, I was into cooking. I kind of got lazy now, but I'm, like, I was trying new recipes. Yeah. I was keeping myself busy because I was home alone. And that kind of kept me sane. I kind of, I feel like I switched. Like, I got bored of one thing, and then I moved to another one. But I just try to totally. keep myself busy. I feel like at the beginning of quarantine, we were all so hopeful. <laughs> and we were all so, like, full of hope. And so everybody was, like, tie-dyeing. And everybody was cooking. Yes. And everybody was making whipped coffee. I painted, oh, the Dagana <laughs> coffee, yes. I painted yeah. my kitchen white from orange, which is a good thing. Yeah, and then we all just went like this. Like, we all just literally were like, fuck this shit. Like, what else is there to do now? I know. (laughs) We've outdone all the activities. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, to wrap up this interview, which has been literally one of my favorites. um, I could talk to you forever. Um, What is something you're looking forward to when hopefully things start to get better? So I would like to see some of my family again. I've been super careful with it because like, yeah. I'm in the North Jersey, New York area where, I mean, it's better now, but it got hit really badly in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So I want to see, you know, some of my family, especially like the older ones. And my grandma's mm-hmm. also coming back from DR. She's been over there because of COVID. So she didn't yeah. want to fly. So I'm excited to see her like in the next upcoming month. And so I also want to travel. Like I I don't know. I want to travel so bad. I wanted to go somewhere this summer. I wanted to go to Hawaii this summer, but that's not happening. (laughs) But definitely travel and family. Yeah, same. I haven't seen my mom since February, and, you know, I I would die to go to Costa Rica and see her, but they're not letting any flights from the U.S. Yeah, the U.S. um, is pretty much banned in most of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. And even though I'm a citizen, like, I'm a Costa Rican citizen, obviously, um... I can't get there like there are no flights so like it doesn't even matter and so it just sucks because obviously I miss her so much in my head I'm just like you know what like as much as we miss our family members and stuff like I'm just grateful she's healthy and she's home and like safe and I all I'm hopeful is that I can go at some point you know and are they allowed to fly here my mom isn't a U.S. citizen so so she can't um right now I don't think I don't know how how strict the U.S. is being about people yeah. coming in that's a good question um well first of all there are no flights either so like she wouldn't be able to get here and also I don't want her to my mom is older like she's super healthy and she's super healthy thank god but she is older so I just also get nervous like if anything I would go there and like take a test before and stay there for two weeks you know the whole thing but having her come here to like the fucking epicenter oh no <laughs> I just would die if something happened to her, you know? So, anyway, family, for sure. Okay, well, this was so fun. Thank you so much. I know, I was so so nervous. I told you, when you first asked me, I'm like, I'm a little bit nervous, but I knew it was going to be totally fun and totally okay because you're a great host. Oh, and I didn't tell you, I listen to your podcast on the weekends when I have to clean. Like, I have an hour (laughs) where I clean on Sundays and I have you on the background. 
or when I have <laughs> to go to sleep and I have like a lot of thoughts in my head I'm like I need something else to focus on without looking at a screen I'll like play you and you're right next to my pillow <laughs> <laughs> so I fall asleep to Lisa we've been getting intimate I guess yes you've been on my bed <laughs> oh my gosh I'm so happy I need to pick it back up because I've been slacking but this was literally one of my favorite episodes I'm so excited that I feel like people are gonna so love happy. this um, thank you so much for coming on and you'll see it on when, I mean, you won't see it. You'll hear it on on Thursday. Oh my God. I'm so lost. Today's Tuesday on Thursday. Oh my God. I'm going to cringe so much because you know, when you record yourself and then you have yeah. to hear it back. Yeah. I'm so used to it at this point, but everybody says that. I promise you're going to love it. It's going to be so good. Okay. I, I will. I'm, I hope. <laughs> thank you so much. And yeah, that's it. We're done. Hope you guys enjoyed my episode with Leslie. I literally could have talked to her for hours i had the best time with her i'm so thankful she came on the podcast please go give her some love um her instagram will be linked in the show notes and i'll also she'll be all over the podcast instagram so make sure you're following at where's my drink podcast and if you are ever so inclined to leave a review i will love you forever please tell me if you do so i can follow you on instagram because truly they help so much and i appreciate every single one of them so definitely let me know i can't wait to hear what you guys think and yeah thank you so much for listening i will talk to you guys next week with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.